Welcome to the Messy Middle podcast and radio show presented by Mother and Founder Co. Each month, guests are invited to share their version of the messy middle and the lessons they've learned along the way. Whether you're in the messiness of growing a business, healing from trauma, or navigating the wild world of parenting, this show is a must. We are excited to celebrate the messiness of life and business with you. And now, let's settle in as host Jen Burwell connects us with today's guests. Welcome, everyone, to today's episode. I am so excited. It's going to be a special episode. I have my business partner and best friend and amazing human and all the things, um, Jen Woodward, here with us today. Hi, Jen. Hello. How are you? Good. So this might get a little confusing for our listeners since we're Jen squared. So we have two Jens on. So we'll try to um, announce who's talking. But we wanted to give you a little bit of a behind the scenes, a sneak peek, pull the curtain back episode today, because Jen and I literally after we leave today are going to set up for our retreat that we're hosting this weekend. And we were just really, as I was thinking about this show, and Jen was a lot of inspiration behind the show and helped me think about it. And I just wanted to share kind of our backstory because I think sometimes what everybody portrays on social media or even the, the retreats that we lead, all of the things, we have amazing, wonderful things that are going on, which that is all true. But there's also some messiness that happens behind the scenes. And we wanted to just kind of talk about our founder story, how we connected, the reasons that we created the retreats and, and the businesses that we have. So I am excited to share this time with you, Jen. Absolutely. I'm happy to be here. Thank you. Yay. So I always love to start to just tell the listeners a little bit about yourself, where you came from, your backstory, and how you got to where you are today. All right. Let's go way, (laughs) way back now. (laughs) Yes. You were born. I was born in Indiana. Actually, I did grow up in the Midwest, and I never fit in in the Midwest. And so um, I came to uh, Arizona right after college. I actually was an architecture major in college. Uh, When I came out here, I totally opened my eyes, opened my world to all these different possibilities. And then when I moved here is when I really found yoga and, um, yoga has always been like a passion for me. So I, after college got certified in yoga, I did a 200 hour yoga teacher training. And then I did a 650 hour yoga therapy training, which was amazing. And that really, um, opened my eyes to how our mind body connection works and how we can use our intuition and our body as a way of navigating our world. And so then I opened a yoga studio. And so I had a yoga studio for about a year before I became a mother. Then I became a mother and my yoga studio closed Mm -hmm. and I was a stay-at-home mom. And I absolutely loved being a stay-at-home mom for the time that I have been so far. My son is almost 10 now, so it's been a little while uh, that that all happened. Mm -hmm. But the thing that I loved about being a stay-at-home mom was truly the freedom that I got to explore who I was and what I wanted and the the elements of me that I wanted to carry more for. And then the elements that I was allowed to let go of, because I wasn't trying to hit a quota and I wasn't trying to like be on the rat race because I just got to be, and I just got to exist. And so it was so miraculous. And so now I have four kids (laughs) and (laughs) my baby is 18 months, almost 18 months. And so it has been a wild ride in there. And so in the past two years or so is when I've really gotten back into what am I going to do after my kids are no longer babies And so that's when Jen and I have really started having these conversations around um, creating a business. And during COVID, I actually had a business where I was supporting dyslexia moms. Um, I have my two oldest children are dyslexic, ADHD, and 
dysgraphia and whatever. And so that threw me into like exploring all of that. So I wanted to support and help mothers. So that was my first business again after being just in mom land for a while. And, but this is a long story. Should I, do you want to ask another question? Okay. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> so within the dyslexia coaching though, what I loved was that I was reconnecting with moms. I was reconnecting with um, my passion for serving people and helping people and also opening up the eyes of that. Like it's, we all are so different. We're all so um, magical and we all just get to be exactly how we are. So that was one of the things that I really loved about coaching parents around having neurodiverse children. But I also realized that it wasn't totally soul fulfilling for me. Like I kind of just got bored talking about dyslexia all the time because Mm -hmm. it is a big part of my life, but it's not all of who I was. And I felt like I wasn't able to really express my soul's gifts in that. And so that's when, you know, we started creating light events um, and we were doing light events together as a, you know, little workshop, monthly workshops, fast forward to now today, where we're hosting the retreats and bringing women together on a bigger scale and like just having a longer chunk of time so we can really get to know and connect and bring that intersection of soul and strategy together so that, you know, these women entrepreneurs are able to be successful in their systems, but also connect to the inner wisdom that they have. Because I truly believe that life can be easy. Like it doesn't have to be Mm -hmm. a hustle. It doesn't have to be so hard if we can connect to that voice that knows all the wisdom that's within us. And when we can tap into that, we have an internal guiding system to help us lead us through our businesses. Absolutely. So you've just done a couple things, been a little busy. (laughs) That is a lot. So I, as I was preparing for this show, I wanted to, I was reflecting on when you and I first met and just the overlaps and intersections we've had for years, because it wasn't really until the last maybe two years that I would say that we became like pretty close friends. Mm -hmm. And that was through really through this business journey. So when I think about it, and you have to tell me what else you remember, because there's like gaps in my in my memory. But I remember so both of our children, well, all of our children went to the same school. And that was originally how we met. Um, And I remember meeting you Let's see, who would you have been pregnant with? Esme, maybe? Everin? Uh, Everin. Everin. At our, so you have PTA meeting. Mm-hmm. So I met you there. And I just remember thinking that you just had really cool energy. Um, and you and I talked about um, making different bath and body products. Because at the time, I had a bath and body company called Nature's Nourishment that I was making products. And you were one of my top customers <laughs> uh, because I made this lotion, which I still make this lotion now. Um, that is just really super nourishing and, and organic. But we connected in that way because both of us were pretty naturally minded. And I just remember you telling me about all the things you've made in your um, past. And it was just, I just remember thinking, wow, she's, she is really cool. And then we would do things throughout um, different volunteer opportunities. Were you at the school of the year that I chaired the fundraising event, the masquerade ball? No, that was the year right right before before. Yeah. So I, so Jack, my oldest was three months old and I decided to take on the role of being the chair of our biggest fundraiser at the school because I have no idea why it was the craziest (laughs) time. I hadn't, I didn't know anyone at the school really. I didn't really understand what it was. I was kind of thrown in, but it was awesome. I met a bunch of amazing people. And then from, because I had that experience, it was just such a great community event. So I always participated in them ever since. And Jen, I think when you came to the school, same thing, you got thrown right in and then you were a big part of all of it. So I, I always remember connecting you at different points through that. And then our children 
pretty simultaneously were going through their own diagnosis, right? So I got Jack's diagnosis of autism pretty close when you were trying to figure out your what was going on with your kiddos. And I think that really was another really strong connection point because mm-hmm. I remember one night, I think it was at an auction actually, that we were talking of just when something like this happens, it's the first time that like pulls you out of the like, how do I say this? The typical parenting experience mm-hmm. when you can no longer relate to your friends that you've had. I think you share a story, which you could probably tell about some one of your friends talking about reading and realizing mm-hmm. that your your kiddos weren't at the same level. It was the same thing for me, for me. And so that connection that you and I had where it really felt like someone was able to understand the journey that I was on and to see me and to have that together was really special. I think yeah, was probably absolutely. a right word. Yeah. Because it is, it can feel really isolating when something is going on with your kids that may not be a typical experience. And so your dyslexia coaching, although you were focused on dyslexia because that was your journey, was completely relevant to all neurotypical or neurodiverse things because you were the first person to really kind of take me by the hand and say, like, this isn't, it doesn't have to be a negative thing, right? Mm -hmm. It, It just is. There's no good. There's no bad. It is. And we can learn how to leverage the strengths. And that was not the typical advice or feedback I was getting, right? Yeah. There's, go ahead. You can, yeah. It's like the advice you get is like, almost like, well, your kid's doomed now. Like, Mm -hmm. good luck. And then obviously the process of fighting for the services and the, Mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff. And so it's really just about celebrating that your brain works in this way and you have to find the way that your brain works, just like every human does. Like Mm -hmm. we all don't know how our brain works until we learn how our brain works. And it's the same way for neurodivergent kids is that their brain works in a certain way and we just have to find that path. And when you find that path of how their brain works, the whole world opens up for Mm -hmm. them just like everyone else. Um, So that's the, I think the real beauty and like the lesson that we can really, you know, get, people around is that like, it's not a good or a bad or this or that, or they're going to be, you know, it's so hard for them, like blah, blah, blah. It's like, well, some things are going to be harder for them, but some things are harder for you (laughs) also (laughs) that are not hard for them or vice versa. It's Mm -hmm. just like, you just have to learn and celebrate the brain that you do have and the personality that like all the things it's all about just connecting to who you are and letting that shine through. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I think it's so interesting, like you were sharing a little bit of your backstory and your yoga training and your studio and all of that. And in some ways, I think it prepared you for your motherhood journey. Absolutely. Along the way, because if you wouldn't have had all those tools. Absolutely. Imagine how crazy it would have been. I think about that all the time. Like if I had not done that yoga therapy program, like I would not even be close to the same mother that I am now or even the same person. Like it literally changed because it really allowed me to see that we all different, like, you know, just like, because the pose subscribes this posture, like, so what, like your body doesn't work like that. Don't go in that pose. Like there's, Mm -hmm. it's more about the intention behind what you're trying to accomplish than it is like actually getting into a specific pose or posture or what. And so that really released, cause I was, and then I am very like a typical of like, go do this now Mm -hmm. be perfect. Cause I am definitely have those traits, but And so that was the first time I was like, oh, wow, like how much better it is if we all just get to be who we are and we're not trying to be somebody else or match that posture or match this. And then just like the coaching around around like, well, tell me more. Tell me more. Tell me more about why you feel like that. Like, why? 
you know, and like that curiosity that really allows you to explore versus like being someone who knows everything. So yeah, absolutely. I cannot even imagine what my life would be like if I had not done. And it was neat because like we went to Vermont, like, so I went to Vermont like four times for like these uh, three times were like week long intensives. And then there was a two week um, intensive um, where I was like totally on my own. I was living like living with a, 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 what do they call them? A host, like a guest house. Mm-hmm. Like there was no hotels. Like this was like middle of nowhere. There was literally horse and buggy trash cans. <laughs> like no shit. <laughs> like, they had like the trash pickup was two horses and a trailer. And they <laughs> it was like, that's how far away it was. It was bananas. And so there were no hotels. So you stayed with a family and you just like, they had a guest room, you know, so, you know, and it was just like, you got enveloped into that community and I don't, I mean, literally just life-changing, you know? Yeah. What um, initially drew you to yoga? Like what sparked that interest and what? True. It's like, because I always hated working out. Um, and because growing up in the Midwest and maybe it was just like where I grew up in the Midwest in Northern Indiana, but it was like, it was like, these are how you work out. You run, you do basketball, you play volleyball, whatever. Like there was like, it's very typical sports and there Mm. was no opportunity. I had no idea yoga even existed. I'd never even Mm. heard of it. I had no idea what it was. There was no parameter. And so I always hated working out because I hate running and I'm learning to love it, but I just, it's not how my body (laughs) works. My husband's a runner and he can just like jab all day about running and not me. (laughs) So, (laughs) So I, and then in college, you know, it was like, oh, you go to the, you know, gym and you run on the treadmill and you lift weights and you just kill your body. And that's how you be successful. It's just like do all the hard things. You know, that's what it felt like to run on a treadmill mm-hmm. when it's snowing outside. It was like, this is the worst thing for me to be doing. Like no part of me wants to be in this. And so then when anyway, so then when I came out here, it was like yoga was the first time and I found it on Groupon, of course, because that was what everyone did back then in 2010 or whatever mm-hmm. it was. <laughs> like, it was the first time my body, I felt celebrated in my body. Like, Mm -hmm. oh, I felt like I really like this. Like I feel strong. I feel graceful. I feel powerful. I feel good in my body. And it was the first time I actually got to say yes to my body versus like punishing my body because Mm -hmm. I was supposed to work out in a certain way. And then the fact that yoga, like you do actually get strong from yoga. Like you do Mm -hmm. get muscles, like, you know, And so it became like just a whole, and then the mental piece, I mean, I'm just always in my head, as you know, (laughs) Mm -hmm. but the mental piece too of yoga, where I actually got to like focus on my breath and just calm my mind was also just completely life-changing. I had no idea meditation existed. I had no idea. Like, so just that whole balance of that was the first time I actually felt truly like I could love my body. Mm. That's awesome. It's so powerful. I I think that shift of mindset between like feeling like we have to punish our body because we're bad or wrong. And so we're going to go do something to like be better versus like doing something to our body because we love it and we're kind and we're caring and nurturing. That's just such an important mindset shift. I think no matter what vehicle you use for exercise. All right. So we're going to fast forward a little bit to a pivotal time in my life um, that you've played another pivotal role. Um, so we, I started a mastermind group in 2019 of uh, some just friends of women who were starting businesses, trying to figure it out. It was also right before um, COVID hit. I had no idea, obviously, the pandemic was coming, but it worked out well because we had this group uh, to just kind of go through it and figure it out. 
Um, and so you're managing your dyslexia mind mastery, trying to figure out what you wanted that to be. Um, and then I, through that process, I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do and if I wanted to make that entrepreneurial leap in and start my own business. And so you and I got really close through that period. And I remember distinctly, I wish I could remember the date. I probably could look it up, but I was sitting in my car in a parking lot crying uncontrollably because there was many crying conversations between <laughs> you and I and saying, you know, I just really think I need to make this jump. But I was saying, telling you all the reasons why I couldn't, you know, I have three kids. Um, I, our family need depended on my income, all of the things, lots of fear. And I remember you telling me that, yes, I could do it, but also to think about this story, like you're building the story now, right? And so this is the messy middle part of it is, yes, it can be mess messy. Yes, it's not going to go perfectly. Yes, it's going to be scary. And think about what, what could happen and think about the potential that it could have and the story that you can tell of how you got there. And that is like the whole, your whole the thing that you that you really instill in me is like lead by example, right? Like don't just talk about it. Like don't just say, oh, like do all these things. Actually just in your, well, I don't know if these are your words, but in my mind, these are your <laughs> words. Like just shut up and do it. And then people will notice, right? Like versus talking, talking, talking about it. And so that was the day that I made up my mind and have felt like I truly had the courage to, to make this leap. That was the scariest thing that I've done to date. And I just remember you have such a special way about you. You're so validating. Like you really see people. And then you have this like gentle. <laughs> Fly little birdie. Yes. yes. So I just really thank you for that piece um, because I don't, I wouldn't be here um, today without, without the support of you and, and your wisdom. And then as I traveled in my path, we were parallel pathing. We came together. So there's seven kids between the two of us. Mm -hmm. It is busy. <laughs> bananas. <laughs> they were all just at my house for the last two days. And let me tell you, it's bananas. <laughs> it is insane. And when we're trying to do work together, because your husband works full time, my husband works full time. And a lot of times the kiddos are with us. So not only are we managing coming up with these big plans and programs and business and all of the things, we have seven, seven <laughs> from 18 months to nine years old. Uh, wide range of kids and it is crazy. And so you and I, one last summer, we got together mm -hmm. with all seven of our children pool party and we, we dreamed up light events and what that would, that would mean. And a big piece of that was really to build community for women, to have that connection, to bring in that mindfulness, but also to help people who may be like us, who are type, typically type A, go, 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 entrepreneurs, business mind, to, to tap into the creativity and to see that like when you can, like what you started with, when you can really leverage that mindset and when you can leverage the, when you can listen to that voice inside of you, it doesn't have to be hard because that is also the lesson you teach me all the time. Because in my <laughs> mind, everything that's worth having is hard. That's an interesting story. <laughs> it is. It is an interesting story. It plays out in my life many times. I need to give up that story. But like for the example, the story that just happened right now, right? So the car seats, like you have the car seats in your van <laughs> and you were like, oh crap, now I got to drive all the way back to Gilbert to give Brett these things. We got stuff to do, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, well, okay. Or we can just order them and have them delivered. And it took, what, I don't know, two minutes and they're going to be delivered to Maybe your house. Maybe three. 
maybe three because we had to update the address. address. But, you know, that's how it can be. It can be easy also. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It can be easy. And so that's what we started out with Jen's Light Events to help people understand that. Right. And it was bringing back. It was I think we're such a great partnership because we balance each other out Mm -hmm. so much. And so I just remember mapping out all of the sessions that we were going to do in our, in our journal and then watching it come to life was just, was just magical. Uh, What was your favorite part of our series that we did? For me, I just really loved how we had a group of women that all just came and connected. Like they were Mm -hmm. all from different parts, different paths, different. And yet you can still come together and sit in a meditation and all be one. For me, I think that was like a key piece of just, it's all like, we're, we are all one, like we're all here together. Like we're all focusing on different things in our lives because we're all in different areas, but like we all can be here together and just be one. Yeah. I love it. It was very diverse group of women that that came together. (laughs) It was so special. So talk to me since the show is called The Messy Middle, talk to me a little bit about your journey your entrepreneurial journey and transition from being full-time stay-at-home mom um, to entrepreneur, business owner, because it's been a little bit of a messy ride, right? So talk (laughs) talk to me about your transition from Dyslexia Mind Mastery to now full-time in Jen's Light events and just some tips and tools that you found along the way, Um, because there was a lot of consternation there, right? And stress and making those transitions. And obviously, we're not at the end of the story. So so there's a lot. Not dead yet. (laughs) Yes, a lot to unfold. But just talk to us, take us through that, that transition. So I think like the biggest advice I have is find a gen in your life that (laughs) really does help balance you out and see things from a different perspective and also has the capacity to hold where you are and where you're going. Because I think that for me, what I really get out of our partnership and our relationship is that like you have such big picture ideas that, and I'm typically a lot of details and I like the details and that's like where I shine. Um, But like, I also need that like, go getting like, okay, well, yeah. And let's go. So, so I think that that's my first tip is find, uh, someone who's like similar minded enough that can see where you are now and then hold the space for where you're going. But in the, you know, for me, it was like when I was doing dyslexia mind mastery, I had this idea that if I quit, then I was letting everybody down. You know, I was letting the dyslexic community down. I was letting down all these mothers that I knew really could use this reframe. And I knew that it was really important, but like, I also wasn't passionate about it anymore. And so for me, it was like coming to terms with like, it's okay to have your passions be changed. Like it's okay to let go of something that feels like a drain, even though it's still important. It doesn't, you don't have to stay committed to something if it's no longer fulfilling you. And that was a big lesson Mm -hmm. for me because I am such a like a lifer. I I, like, I commit to somebody. I'm like, no, you're never leaving. (laughs) This is you and me forever. Um, and I do, cause I have friendships that are just, you know, like I, it's important to me to nurture relationships and I really don't like letting people go and things go. And I just like, and so that was a big lesson to like, this no longer fulfills me and that's okay. Mm -hmm. I can shift my focus to something where I'm actually more passionate now. And, um, so in that, like I had, to go through my own shame spiral around like all the people I'm letting down around, you know, and it's like my Instagram page. I'm like, Oh, the, you know, 
I complain about Instagram so much, but it was like <laughs> this thing that I was like, I can't let them down. Like they're waiting on my content for this. Disle- and like, they're not. <laughs> and all I did was I just had to announce like, this is what's happening now. And I maybe lost, I don't know, 50 followers, you know, that were probably really there for the dyslexic content, but everybody else it stayed. And so it was just like, we're able to move forward. So I don't know. I guess the tip is like, accept that your passions are able to change and mm-hmm. that you can move in different directions. And just because you committed and you started a business that looked like this doesn't mean that it has to look like that anymore. And it can mm-hmm. look so much different than you planned if you just allow yourself to evolve and like go where your passion lies, because that's truly what your intuition is trying to tell you is to follow your passion, right? Like we yep. hear that all the time, right? So, but doing that is hard. <laughs> Absolutely. And I, and I, it was hard to watch as your friend and partner of just that, that struggle. Cause I saw it and it's hard to let go of something that you know, created like too, you yeah. created and you know, is so important and a need in the world. And when you, you know, you go all in on something, you think that this is your path. And when other things happen or things shift, it's, it's so hard. And I think, however, I think if you talk to any entrepreneur, who's done it for more than, I don't know, a year, they would tell you (laughs) that, you know, shifts, pivots, all the buzzwords happen all of the time. And I think that what you're doing today is just as applicable to those people and could be so helpful for them. It just comes in a different format. And I think. And it was like, you know, the conversations we had too, it's like, I really don't want to sit behind a desk, like, and be on meetings all day. And that's like, if I really grew the coaching business, that's what I would be doing is like sitting on a zoom call or in person with somebody all day, like meeting, 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 meeting. And that's like, not what I wanted for my life. Like I wanted mm-hmm. that freedom. I wanted the flow. And so like, that's where like the retreats really, you know, mm-hmm. in doing that strategy session with you, it's like brought so much clarity and also the stories and all the things like, well, first I have to grow my email list and then I have to do this mm-hmm. and then I have to do it. And then finally I can get to where I can host retreats. Right. And it was just like, when we had, we, so we had a week apart. It was like spring break. Right. And, Mm -hmm. um, I didn't really talk to you. I don't even know what was going on, but neither of us really talked to each other for a week, which is rare because we typically talk almost every day. Right. And so neither of us talked to each other for that week. And then Jen calls me and she's like, you know, I've got this crazy idea. I think I'm going to do it. Let me just talk it through. And I'm like, she's like, I want to have a retreat. And I'm like, shut up. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, so do I, Mm -hmm. I was like, and so it was just like this, it was so cool. I just got chills again. Aww. How that happened where it was like, we d- I don't have to follow the prescribed system either. And I think that's a tool too, is that like, if you're really passionate about a certain thing, find a way to make that thing happen versus trying to go through all these mm-hmm. little steps that they say you're supposed to follow, you yeah. know? And so then going all in on the retreat, whereas like that, I feel so much like joy and passion. I just really am so excited about the retreat and like the future of this. Cause that for me is what works. It's a cyclical thing. It's something that I can do kind of like on my own time, as far as a preparation piece goes. And then you have like a weekend, which also it's going to be so much fun. It's going to be so much fun to just have like a slumber party with ladies. This is going to be so much fun. And away from our seven children, away from our seven children. And you know, we're going to have like, they're going to walk away with like amazing strategy. They're going to walk away with soul growth. They're going to walk away with huge changes too. And it's just going to be fun. Like, so that's, like, I just can't even imagine anything better. Uh, and so, uh, yes, absolutely. And I think there are some, <laughs> there are some really important pieces I just want to highlight in there is one is 
the realization that the business that you are growing wasn't going to fit your life goals is such an important realization to have because I cannot tell you how many entrepreneurs I see build this business and then it takes off or gets really successful, which is what we think every we want, but then mm-hmm. it traps us into a life that we didn't want. Yeah. And so like being able to see like, all right, this does not match my long-term goals because we are whole people. Like it doesn't, it's not going to fit my family needs. It's not going to fit me as a person. Like that was such an important and pivotal realization on your part. And it took so much courage to step away from something that was growing and successful and, and, and meaningful to say like, yeah, but this isn't quite aligned because it's not quite what I need. And it's, you know, it's a part in the step because sometimes it's a multi-step process to get where you, where you need to be. And then the retreat, I forgot that about that phone call because it is true. We cut, we approach things from very different angles. Like me, I, usually get a lot of, um, whatever you want to call it, downloads, ideas, dreams, like when in my half awake, half asleep state. And then I wake up the next morning. I'm like, well, I'm just going to do it. I don't know how I'm going (laughs) to do it. I'm just going to do it. And you on the other side are like, well, I'm going to research, research, research. I'm going to take all these courses. I'm going to learn all this (laughs) stuff. And so when we come together, I'm like, Hey, let's just do it. And then you're like, okay, I'm going to pull out all this wisdom that I have and all these courses that I've taken and all this stuff so that we can come together and and meet in the middle. I love this combination of the retreat because it does feel like right now (laughs) I get invited to a retreat at least once a week. I don't know Mm -hmm. about you. Um, But what I like that's unique and different about our retreat is the business strategy that I work with clients all day, every day is we're bringing it into a weekend. Then on top of it, because we all know that no matter how much strategy you have in the world, if you do not have the right mindsets, if you're not listening to yourself, if you're not making those choices that you were, you just walked us through, you're not going to feel, you could be successful, but you might not feel fulfilled or like you have a lot of passion around your idea. And there is nothing worse than working so hard and killing yourself for a business that you then realize you have no passion around. Mm -hmm. And that is a trap that I've seen a lot of people fall into. And so that is when we combine all of the things that we're both really good at together, we can help entrepreneurs make sure that they're looking through those lenses of, is this going to align with my life goals? build a really solid strategy and yes, have an adult sleepover, which (laughs) I can't even remember the last time I've had a sleepover. It's been, it's been a while. So, so Jen, talk us through a little bit of the retreat for those um, listening who may not be familiar with what we're up to, because this is our first retreat Mm -hmm. of many. Yes. So talk us through the details. Detail lady. Detail lady. (laughs) Well, tonight is going to, well, Friday night, not tonight. Tonight's set up. So that's going to be fun just because it'll be away from children. (laughs) Sorry, kids. We love you. (laughs) Yeah, we love you so much. But Friday night, we're going to open it with a 1920s themed Gatsby murder mystery party, which will just be super sparkly and glam and glitz and champagne and what you don't need. uh, That's it, right? It's just (laughs) like how fun. (laughs) And then, the, you know, there'll be some intention setting, of course, on like what they want to get out of the weekend and, you know, why they came and to really create that community and the foundation initially. And then uh, we'll just hang out in the pool without getting tipped over off of our floats and splashed on. And and then Saturday morning, we'll have uh, headshots for everybody and some like a mini brand session for everyone. So they'll be able to have some content to put on their social media websites. Um, they're going to get a massage. And then also we'll have some astrology pieces and then Jen's going to walk through visioning goals and like her whole strategic plan system is going to happen throughout the weekend. 
We have a private chef that's catering our event. Um, or not cater? Is that the right word? Cooking? Cooking. I don't know. Yeah. Um, Something. It's going to be fancy Make- and fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Making delicious food that we don't have to make yeah, or clean up. Clean up. Yeah. Jen's like, should we pay for the cleanup? I'm like, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I am not cleaning anyone's dishes. Anyway, so that'll be super cool. And then Saturday night, we're going to have a really nice dinner. Um, just will be fancy and fun. I love those words. Then, and, you know, just hang out, relaxing time, community and connection time, and just like actually getting to have a full conversation with other people without being interrupted and um, letting that happen. And then Sunday, we're going to do a little bit of yoga. We have some meditations. We have, oh, I don't know, your strategy stuff. We have some intuition development pieces on that day, which will Mindset be really work. yeah helpful to figure out like how you hear your voice, you know, mm-hmm. how you hear the thoughts that run in your head and how you can recognize whether they're like fear-based or for your higher good. Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Is that enough details? <laughs> I think that's, that's the detail. So it's, um, a weekend starts Friday night through Saturday, Sunday. We are doing this one in Scottsdale, Arizona, at a private residence. And then our next one is going to be in September, September 23rd through the 25th. Yes. And we're figuring out the location right now. We're having a little internal debate about if we're going to do it local in the Phoenix metro area or if we're going to go up north to Sedona. We might wait till 2023 to move it out of town a little bit. We'll see. But we'd love to hear anyone's feedback yeah, on that, which is absolutely. what we're going to be <laughs> what we're going to be asking everyone. Um, what I love about this retreat for me is the work that is so important as a business owner, the strategic planning and the the part of it. It's not just one and done. It's let me teach you this system so that you then can grow and scale with it. And you know what to do every quarter, because I cannot tell you how many messages, how many clients, how many people come to me with like, they, like, it's, it's amazing. It, it surprises me too sometimes. Um, but like I wrote it down, I planned it mm-hmm. and it happened. <laughs> We get so busy as business owners that we forget to do that. And so the the practicality of like, you're going to actually do that. This isn't like, let me teach you a seminar and then go away and do it. It's like, let's go do it together combined with the community because you need a community so much in entrepreneurship. And then the self-limiting beliefs and mindset work. It's just, it's, a, it's, it's for my brain, it's a very productive mm-hmm. weekend built with such fun and community. And so- I couldn't be more excited. And I think it's just so interesting how this has all come together because it's been a long, windy road to get here for both of us. Because mm-hmm. we both had stories in our heads about why we couldn't do retreats or why we had to wait or how we had to grow our businesses or or all of those pieces. So it's fun to finally be here after we've been... I mean, we haven't really been planning this retreat for very long. We got this idea in in March, so we're a couple months in. But both of us have strong event planning backgrounds. Yes. Um, so we're we're super excited and feeling very prepared. But I want to ask one question that I was thinking about as you were talking is, I know I have a lot of women entrepreneurs or entrepreneurial interested women who are thinking about that transition between being a stay-at-home mom and going back into building a business or work. Talk to me about what that's been like for you because I don't have that experience and I've always wondered about that transition. And also if there's anything that you've found along the way that's helpful or if like a thought process framework that you've gone through as you're thinking through it. I think for me, the biggest 
advice I would have is don't compare yourself to someone who isn't also watching children during the day, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's Mm -hmm. like when you start creating a business for yourself, like there are obviously steps you have to go through and you can go really fast or you can go really slow. And there's like, neither is right or wrong. And when you are still caring for a child like that, you know, as a stay home mom is the primary thing you're doing, you know, Mm -hmm. so you can't just completely ignore the child that you're (laughs) keeping alive. You could, but that Um, probably, you know, so it's like, you can't get as much done in a day as you would want to, as you would like to. And, uh, it is incredibly frustrating. I Mm -hmm. have so much frustration around that. And it's just like having to give yourself the grace to say, okay, I didn't get that done today and that's okay. It's Mm going to be there tomorrow. And asking yourself like what you really need in the moment too. Cause sometimes it's not getting that to-do list done. Sometimes it's like just enjoying your child. Sometimes Mm -hmm. it's sitting by yourself, you know, just like recollecting and like finding Mm -hmm. like your own inner peace. But I think when you're shifting from like purely being a stay-at-home mom without managing a business and then shifting into trying to manage both, I would say that that's the hardest phase because you're still just like not in either. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And it's that messy middle, right? It's like, I'm not really fully committed to just going to the zoo every day. And I'm not fully committed to working from eight to five because that's not a reality. And so you have to find that balance of like, what makes me feel productive enough that I got something done on the list that moves my business forward. And then also just letting it go and realizing that like, it is just such a small moment in time Mm -hmm. and your kids are only small so long, as we all know, we hear it all the time. And as frustrating as it can be to not get everything done that you want to get done, like it's all temporary and it's all working out exactly as it needs to. And it just like, there's no point in the pressure and there's no point in the forced outcome of what you think needs to happen right now. Mm-hmm. Um, does that answer your question or? Yeah, no, that was, that was very helpful. I think um, that's some really good advice. Cause I think at least just from observing and watching you make this transition, I think there's a lot of complicated things that happen, right? There's the, there's a guilt piece, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's interesting because no matter what you do, if you're a working mom or stay at home mom, there's a guilt piece, right? Mm-hmm. But as you're making a transition, um, and I think it would work the same way if you transition from, well, you could tell me because you made that transition from working to just staying at home. There's that that guilt piece. But like letting that go and not comparing yourself because it's so easy to be like, well, so-and-so is doing all of this with their business. Yeah, they've like, they just started and now they're, and it's like, well, because they had eight hours to just sit and work on their business and you didn't, you know? And so like to take that shame out of it too. And also like, you can use your phone for just about everything. (laughs) And, you know, so it's like, I use my phone more than I use my computer truly, because it's like easy. It's accessible. If I'm nursing the baby, like I can be on my phone, which maybe not the most connective thing when you're nursing, but she eats all day long. So, uh, (laughs) you know, it's just like, you know, you can do Canva on your phone. You can do Mm -hmm. like, you know, all the things you need to do pretty much you can do on your phone. So like, buy a phone. That would be like the most practical tip I have is <laughs> buy a phone that works and works fast and do as much as you can mm-hmm. from your phone and move. You know, you can chat with people, you can text. With, I mean, everything. Right. So it doesn't have to be like sitting at a desk on a computer. It can be yeah. much more fluid and flexible than that. Absolutely. And I think another thing that we talked about a lot um, with, with you is uh, 
think about your time horizon, right? So if you're transitioning, if you're making this transition when you still have little ones at home, think about how you can set yourself up for success to then start running once they Mm -hmm. make that transition, right? Instead of trying to do it all while you're still with little ones at home, because to your point, like you don't want to miss it all. That's the whole point of why, why you're staying at home and you want to be present, but making sure that you think about like, this isn't forever. And so what, what can I do now to set me up for success so that I can hit the ground running and and build that solid foundation without feeling like you have to be like, you know, doing all of the things while you're making that transition. Yeah. And I think, you know, as like you had mentioned, like the courses and stuff, like this is your opportunity when Mm -hmm. you are staying home with the kids still, and you're in that transition mode is to like, trial and error, like the different platforms that you like or don't like. Take the courses that you think are interesting and Mm -hmm. get your knowledge where you want it to be. So that way to what you're saying is like when your kid is in school or they are in daycare now, like you're able to just go forward because Mm -hmm. you've set up all the foundations and the systems to like move quickly once that is available. Absolutely. All right. So I think we only have a couple more minutes, but I want to get into a little bit of your, because it's always so impressive and reminds me that I need to be better. Talk to us, (laughs) talk to us about your personal mindfulness habits. So maybe not daily because we're not, you know, we're not, no one's perfect, but what is like your typical mindfulness? How do you bring mindfulness into your day when you have so much chaos going on? it starts with intention, right? So it's like realizing too, that like a meditation doesn't have to be a 35 minute seated meditation. It can be three minutes in my car before I walk to the next event. Mm -hmm. Like it can be grounding myself and just taking a breath before I move from one space to the next space. It can be, I have Oracle card decks on my phone all the time and I'm constantly pulling cards just because for me, it helps me remember like there's a bigger picture. Like there's Mm -hmm. I like this mundane thing that I'm super stressed or organized, like is not a big deal. Like I can, like, there's a much bigger picture. And so I pull cards all the time because it helps me to just remind myself that what I'm stressed about isn't that big of a deal. And so that's another way that I bring mindfulness in. Um, I think truly just like slowing down, like trying to not overcommit, like trying Mm -hmm. to practice saying no, like, let me think about that before I give a gut check re-answer, you know, or like, you know, like having like, uh, your like integrities is, you know, it's like being impeccable with your word. Right. So it's like, if you are going to say you're going to do something, you need to do it with love in your heart versus with resentment in your heart. Right. And if you're going to say, I'm going to do that, like, then go do that. And it's like, that helps me stay mind mindful really, because it's like, I'm just honoring what's true for me. And then I don't put myself in situations that cause me extra chaos that I don't want or need. Mm-hmm. But truly, I think it's just like taking the little moments throughout your day to just stop and pause. And, you know, I do. I walk a lot because it's just nice to shift the energy. Um, The kids enjoy going on a walk. So it's just always like a nice reset for everybody. I am getting better, but I start my day with intention. I've got pretty down. Mm -hmm. And then I tell myself I'm going to take these intentional pauses and then I get busy And then I forget. So like, what are your like reminders or triggers or like what, how do you remind yourself throughout the day to actually do these things? I mean, for someone who like legit is working from a schedule, put it in your schedule, like just block it off, like put it as a meeting that you, I have a meeting from 1015 to 1030. This is like my reset time, Mm -hmm. the end, and just put it in your calendar. I don't work from a schedule as much like that. So I don't 
for me, that doesn't work as much. But like, if you are really like schedule focused, just put it in your schedule and honor it and be impeccable with your word and just do it because you said you were going to. Yeah. I don't know. It's kind of like you have to say you're going to do it or not do it. And then the other thing, though, I think is when you feel that like rising of chaos, that is exactly when you just pause. Like, mm-hmm. even though your instinct is to like, I got to get this done da, 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 and you like get in that. That's the exact moment where you're just like, no, I'm going to take three breaths. And then you just take three big breaths and like your energy shifts. And then maybe you'll do more breaths. Maybe you won't. But just like feeling that chaos rising is the is your trigger, whoever you are, you know, Mm -hmm. to like, no, I'm going to reset and calm down Mm -hmm. because otherwise you carry that chaos throughout your day and nobody wants to be around that. Like nobody. Right. So just feel it. And when you feel it, take a conscious choice to take three breaths and shift it. Yeah, absolutely. I was reading this interesting article that said that um, our energy radiates off of our bodies 15 feet in all Mm, directions. And so, and that energy is contagious, right? So when, if you ever have gone into a meeting, you transition quickly from one meeting to, and it was a hard, stressful meeting, you go into another and people might be like, are you okay? Like, what's going on? What's wrong? It's because we can pick up, we all pick up and feed off of each other's energy. And so I teach it all the time to have that intentional reset because what, to set the intention and to reframe your own thoughts, which then channels your energy um, to what you want to be, because what we put out is what we attract, right? So I always think about if people, if you're like, oh my gosh, these people, this person was so rude at the store. And then this person was so rude. And then this, like that starts like, cause you're attracting all of that, right? Because it's just compounding and compounding, compounding. So resetting is so important in any setting because our children are very Mm -hmm. sensitive to our energy. And I I laugh at myself when I'm yelling, stop yelling. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm like, hmm, that is not, that's more than energy, right? That's just, yeah, that's terrible parenting. But I, it's reality. (laughs) It is very real, but it's just thinking about being intentional of like what we want and what we expect to get out of people world that I don't know about getting out of, but like what we want to receive is what we need to put out there. And so by practicing that intentional reset, I think days are much easier Mm -hmm. when I do it versus forcing. And I I laugh every time I look at my to-do list, because again, we started this whole segment with, I I believe that anything that you is worth having is hard and difficult. So (laughs) I have, usually it's like 30 to 40 item to-do list every day and and come hell or high water, I'm going to get through this to-do list, even if like, you know, I'm physically ill or whatever. And so I go through this list and that's how I've I've ran my career for the last 14 years or so, 15 years. Um, but lately I've been when I'm like, oh gosh, I'm just really tired or I feel really overwhelmed or I feel really stressed. Like when I notice something in my body, I physically get up and do something. Um, sometimes it's like, actually sit on the couch for mm-hmm. like my tolerance is now oh my goodness how could you I, my tolerance is up to 10 minutes <laughs> and before like I physically get so uncomfortable which is that's a whole nother thing to work on well but, and I think that there's a just to say because yeah. like I'm a busy body too like I'm constantly moving and mm-hmm. stuff but it's like and it's sitting on the couch I hate sitting on the couch it's so unproductive it's not for me it's awful. but I hate watching tv I literally never watch tv uh it's it's like maybe it's like taking five minutes and reading five pages in a book or not that it takes a minute to read, whatever, you know, but it's like doing something with it. But you're like, you're saying like you're shifting and doing something that's counter the Mm -hmm. to-do list. Yeah. And for me, my sitting on the couch thing is I feel like it's a lesson I need to learn to do nothing. Yeah. 
And so that's why I'm trying to challenge myself. But mm-hmm. it really is the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. But anyways, my, my point of all of that is listening to you and taking those intentional breaks when I'm feeling something in my body has helped so much. And this is breaking news. The world has not stopped that I haven't gotten every <laughs> single thing done. And it's it's been just releasing that because it's kind of like your story with your Instagram. Like I'm letting everyone down. My to-do list. There's some things that like are top yeah, priority. Right. You said you're going to do something. You got to get it done. But other things. Washing just, the windows and like yeah. scouring the cabinets. <laughs> no, that's never on my to-do list. <laughs> it's okay. The world will move on. And that was, it seems very logical, but it was a very big learn, learn lesson learned. Okay. So We are nearing the top of the hour, and I always forget to ask this question, so I'm not going to forget um, today. Jen W., if people would like to follow you, get in touch with you, come to one of our retreats, how do they contact you? On Instagram, I'm jen.mindmastery. My website is jenwoodward.com, and... That's the two main places, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's how to connect with you. Send her a message. She loves DMs. She does. You do like DMs. You like connecting with people. I like connecting. I just hate the, like, fakeness. So So. if you go to her page, it's very real. (laughs) She doesn't know how to do fake. Um, And then my website is Mother and Founder Co. And the retreat information is on both of our websites. So you can go either place and you will get to the same retreat information. And we are looking for our next group of ladies for September. So if a retreat and strategy. I can't even talk strategic planning. So mindfulness sounds like something that you'd be interested in. Um, reach out to either one of us. We'd be happy to get you connected. Yeah, absolutely. Well, this was so fun. It's such a fun way to kick off our retreat weekend. I know. This was fun. I like so, it. So thank you for joining me and look forward to the next four days together. Yeah. You have been listening to the Messy Middle Podcast and Radio Show presented by Mother and Founder Co., We hope you have found a few pieces of wisdom to help you navigate your own messy middle. Be sure to subscribe to The Messy Middle on your favorite podcast platform and follow Jen Burwell and Mother and Founder Co. on Instagram. Remember, beginnings are usually scary and endings can sometimes be sad, but it's the middle that counts the most. Until next time, stay curious, kind, and messy.